Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by Jared Dad. Hi. Up in the frozen north. Not actually frozen. No tundra either. It is north, though. It's north. Broadcasting from Maryland. Is that like your news sound? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Good job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you grew up in the 30s like I did, <laughs> we used to Morse code a lot. <laughs> Morse code. I used to know Morse code. I did not grow up in the 30s no. <laughs> or use Morse code. Oh, well. Uh, I, mean, I know. I believe you that you know it because you probably had someone like, I should know Morse code. I'm going to learn it. Yeah. Isn't that how everything happens? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I sit there and I go, I should learn Morse code. And then I get distracted by something and I never knew it. Oh, I do uh. stuff like that. Weird skills. Morse code, lock picking. You're the one who taught me you memorize your credit card number so you don't have to look it up every time. That's a good skill. Yeah, I before that, I just looked it up every time. Yeah, then you never memorize it. I know. It cut back on my shopping, which may not have been a bad thing. <laughs> so, uh, the cocktail of the week. I uh, We're here up, up in Maryland, and so I've been cleaning stuff out. I did a very big <laughs> purging of stuff when we were here in July, so there's not very much to throw out this time. Because they did a good job last yeah, time. Yeah, go ahead. So... I was just going through like where is there random stuff collected that I should get rid of and there's like uh at the top of our stairs there's like a little bench under a window and it the lid flips up and you can store stuff in there and there's always been like random unneeded stuff in there. And it's really hard to remember what's in there without opening it and you don't open it very often. No. And uh and so it turns out it stored a collection of random stuff from GR Dad's house when you sold your house. Some tablecloths that I was like, we're never going to use these tablecloths. We got rid of those. Some like old Halloween costume bits. And then a bottle of 23-year-old Pappy Van Winkle. I know. Almost older than you. I Well, sort of. <laughs> uh, I bought this bottle for GR Dad. I know. I think our, was that our first Christmas Might that have been. we were you together? You definitely over-invested in me. Yeah. Uh, I was not worthy of Grandpappy Grandwinkle. I mean, at that point, you definitely were not. Uh, <laughs> I think that Christmas I invited Jir Dad over, and he said no, and then he sat alone in his own house crying because he was alone on Christmas. I believe that's what happened there. So you may have not, gone to your ex-wife's house. Who was your ex-wife at the time? Let's not give it away didn't all go well. secrets. I, I don't actually know what he was doing except feeling very bad for himself. And I'm like, I bought you this very fancy present. And you're right. You didn't deserve it at that point. But you earned it later. Mm. So uh, that's pretty good. Mm. <laughs> so I bought this bottle. I'm looking right now at the receipt. It was I bought this on November 23rd, 2011. So that was indeed... Uh, we oh, started man. dating in May of that year. Wow. I paid two hundred and nine dollars. Wow. For this bottle of Pappy Van Winkle, which is a lot of money for a bottle of whiskey, normally. Yes, for this guy that I wasn't sure if he was actually into me. Uh, he rolled his eyes, but it's true. You made me cry. That's a pretty good sign. I, I'm sorry. Those cryings were not because of me. Mm -hmm. Those cryings were because like your life was hard. It didn't have anything to do with me. Fair. Well, I don't know about that. Fair enough. Wait, really? I don't know. 
I was not making you sad then. I was like, Inko, be my boyfriend. Inko, be my boyfriend. Inko, be my boyfriend. And you're like, I'm not sure if I want to be a boyfriend yet. <laughs> That's pretty much how that first year went. Uh, it's a lot of secrets. Ingo, I kind of love you maybe a little bit. That's and you're like, lot. I know you do. You're nice. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think I said it first, actually. Yeah, you go ahead. Keep believing that. I think we have tape. Oh. <laughs> Roll tape. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I bought this bottle of Pappy Van Winkle 23 in 2011 for $209. If you were to buy a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle 23-year-old now... Um, it's somewhere between twenty five hundred and thirty five hundred dollars. We should have put all our life savings into Pappy Van Winkle whiskey at the time. We would have been. We now would be rich. I mean, it's. I you can't really find it for less than two thousand five hundred dollars for a bottle That's of it now. Insane. It's crazy. That's like the best investment you could make is buy bourbon. I mean, this bourbon back in two thousand eleven. Yeah, we could have had a lot of. No, I think in general. In general. <laughs> Liquid gold. We Liquid gold. Plenty of other bourbon. Uh, but this bottle has been opened and has been like two-thirds drank probably. I actually haven't had any of it. Well, you opened time. up and had it with a college roommate maybe who came and stayed at your house? I don't know. It, it was bourbon to be drunk. I'm not criticizing that you drank it. But so Jared Dad had, I, I think this guy was one of your college roommates, yeah. and his family came and stayed at your house. And Jared Dad was very stressed out because there were like a bunch of bunch of them coming. He had like kids and a wife and Drew. I don't know who it was. I was I didn't meet him. Yeah. But you were all stressed out about getting your house ready, and so I helped Jared Dad like make up beds and clean out the couches and stuff. And I was cleaning off one couch and had this violent allergy attack. And I'm like, why am I having this violent allergy attack cleaning off this couch? And you're like, it's probably cat because it was your ex-wife's couch. Well, and mine. <laughs> and mine. I guess. Yeah. It had cat on it. Well, yeah. And then I almost died trying <laughs> to help you. These are great memories. <laughs> you think my stories are boring. You, ah. Oh. Uh, you're not bored. You're embarrassed. Yes. Yeah. There's a difference. Wanted, I just want you to change the subject. Okay. Well, we've got this fancy bourbon. Oh. Whiskey now man <laughs> wait no this is good so this was like in the little like nook up there in the little bench seat hidden and i was cleaning stuff out and i was like check this find out there's treasure in here so that's our cocktail of the week we're gonna drink some after the podcast yeah gonna have a have a little finish the bottle no <laughs> <laughs> No, Maybe have just like a finger of it with a good ice cube. Yeah. 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 So anyway, there you go. That's the story of the, I mean, 200 bucks is a lot of money to spend on a bottle of whiskey, but now it's worth like a bunch more than that. I feel weird trading in whiskey, right? Like buying it and not drinking it and just having it for Investment? speculation. I mean, it's kind of like Beanie Babies or... G.I. Joe's or something, but you don't get to open the box and you don't get to actually enjoy the thing that it is. But if it doesn't go up in value like Beanie Babies, you can still drink it, unlike a Beanie Baby. <laughs> you can always play with the Beanie Baby if it's, like, if it's a dud. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, so we found that, and that's pretty exciting. That's a very 
nice thing. I would not buy a $2,500 bottle of whiskey now. I mean, you get excited when you find change when you go running. This is finding bourbon when you're cleaning. That's better. It's it's pretty good. It's Except better. I bought this. It'd be like me finding my own change when I get running, went running, which wouldn't be bad. I was saying, it's not terrible. No. It's a little circular, though, yeah. Yeah. Tautological. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Uh, fancy bourbon. I mean, it's quite tasty. And terrible story. We can edit them out. Yeah, we say that. <laughs> well, we'll see, everybody. Like, how many nah, minutes good. have you been listening? It's good. It's Did fine. I talk about Christmas? It's fine. Did I edit out Christmas? Who knows? We don't know. Yeah. Did, what? This is time travel. Get out of here <laughs> with your witchery. All right, we have many dog things to discuss. Yes. Uh, I guess we can start with the drive. Yes. We drove up we here did. last weekend. It seems like it was 42 weeks ago, but it was only like six days. Not like even not five even. Days, five days. So we were going to drive up last Saturday. Oof. And so Friday, we're like, okay, pull out the RV, load up the RV, hook up the Jeep to the RV, and then plug the Jeep into the RV so like the turn signals and the brake lights work, which we did and nothing happened. Well, that's not entirely true. I did... <laughs> Put in the plug to the RV upside down, and there was a big spark, and then nothing happened. <laughs> and so at this point, it's dark. Uh, and so we're trying to figure out, like, is there a fuse blown? Which fuse is it? Oh, we don't know what the hell we're doing. And, and there's and, mosquitoes. Yeah, and it's, and it's dark. And GR Dad really wants to fix this, and I'm terrified that because neither of us knows what we're doing, I that know. he's going to pull out something that is unrelated and that breaks something else. So I'm like, could you, could you please not try to fix this? Like, let's just get somebody to fix it. And so we did. And I did stop myself. I was You did really, a good job. I don't want to say torn. I just knew I had the impulse to, like, try to fix the thing that I broke. But I also knew I didn't have the skills to actually do it. So, yeah, I could always make it worse. I mean, look, I... My... Request was coming from a place of having broken an awful lot of things in exactly this yeah, way yeah, before. Nothing good happens at night at, in the dark with stress, without the right tools. And, and without knowing what you're doing. Without knowing. There, we should have started with that, led with that, without knowing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've made many things worse in that situation. Didn't want to do it here. And it wasn't life or death, right? Yeah. This wasn't like, seriously, someone's going to die if you can't fix it. Because then, of course, you kind of can do what you need to do. Yeah. That's right. So uh, fortunately, so we're like, okay, well, we're not going to drive Saturday. Let's try to get the guys who did the wiring to come out here. They're like, come to your house. What's what's their slogan? It's, her, their name is Bernie's, and it's Bernie's with a U because we come to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not Bernie with E, but Bernie with U. So Bernie, I don't know if one of them actually is Bernie. I don't think Bernie exists anymore. Let's just say Bernie and his, his pal, come. they like drive to your house. They got all their equipment with them and they fix your trailers. Uh, they, yeah. and which, which in a place with boat trailers is a huge market. For sure. And they're, I mean, they seem like they're doing a lot of business. They're up and down and around the Keys and they treated us very well last time we did a road trip when they got this working in the first place. So they they, they always seem reluctant to charge for their work. They're yeah. that kind of guy. They came and spent like two hours trying to get it hooked up the first time and and couldn't figure it out. 
and then they're like, well, we're not going to charge you for it. You know, we'll come back tomorrow with a kit that we can install, but we won't charge you for today. And I'm like, you worked for two hours. Like, of course we're going to pay you. And then like, they're like, we watched a bunch of YouTube videos and we figured out the thing and yeah. like, okay, so we don't have to put in the other thing. We can just turn on this thing. They showed up the next day. And it, it's ridiculous. Like how little they want to charge us for their work and how into it they were like, they really wanted to help. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Very professional with with knowing what they're if you're doing. You're in the keys, Bernie's. The U is because they come to you. <laughs> we we couldn't recommend. Yeah, they were great. So they showed up on. So we were gonna drive Saturday, Friday night. Stuff stopped working. So they showed up Saturday morning. Yeah. Like ten thirty Saturday morning. Like Ingo called, and then they're like, "Okay, well we're fifteen minutes away." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, we remember where it is. Fifteen minutes away. Yeah, and then they basically had to change a fuse, and they sort of showed us where we have to check in the future, and we've got some replacement fuses now. We know what we're doing. And then they're like, "I don't even know what to charge you." It's like go to the Home Depot or go to AutoZone get another fuse. I mean, you know, seven bucks. If you got some cash, maybe you could give us some cash but you know i don't even know what to say <laughs> i was like all right i'll i'll think of an appropriate amount and here you go Here's yeah some cash it was it was very interesting yeah so uh so anyway we drove on sunday instead of saturday we drove the whole time so we left at 7 a.m we got here to maryland just before 3 a.m <sighs> man it's, it's a, not fun it's terrible better than the alternative but terrible because that's the thing if we stopped overnight someplace then so say we drive 12 hours the first day then we still have to drive eight hours the second day so you lose two full days and have a crappy night of sleep instead of just having one really crappy day where you get in late yeah it's fine i, I mean it's definitely and, the better option and, and mechanically we could trade off neither of us was was you know, in danger of drive or dangerous driving or, or anything like that. It was, yeah, it was fine. Just a lot of sitting there and, and covering ground. Yeah, for sure. But it went fine. Um, the dogs are pretty good. Patrick had a real hard time though. Yeah. Uh, but this is kind of, Patrick's generally having a harder time than yeah. he was. Yeah. Um, maybe better than last time, but it still really threw him back. Yeah. Well, he he maybe was more calm than he was last time, but he was physically in worse shape when we arrived yeah. this time than last time. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's just having a worse time in general. Like we, we each have been up with him for quite a while in the middle of the night. I was up with him from like 1.30 to 3 last night. And I think you were up with him the night before for a while, right? Yeah. He hasn't found a spot here and he's on a different level than our bed. And, and it's just, he wanders around a lot and then we feel bad. Yeah, he's... Uh, his confusion is a little bit worse in general, not just because we're here, right? I mean, he's continuing his linear decline. Uh, yeah. His physical functioning is not great. Not getting better. Not getting better. You're getting kind of worse. Uh, and, you know, he's he's just kind of drifting a little bit further away. And, uh, and, you know, the drive was tough on him, but, but he was fine the next day. So it's not like that is what's having lingering effects. Right. He's just... Uh, not like us. We're still jet lagged from the freaking drive. <laughs> that was a tough one. Uh, so anyway, that's that. Uh, I did write down St. Patrick bolt into water. This is oh, before yeah. we left. So I took him out in the middle of the night. This is back in Florida before we drove up here. Um, so it was after we recorded the podcast last time. 
And so, you know, it was the middle of the night. He's pacing around. And so usually one of us will hear him and then take him outside just in case he has to pee. So we put him in the elevator, take him downstairs. And normally, if you watch the snaps, you see that he kind of walks along the little path out into the yard. And instead, he like took three steps from the path, took a sharp right and walked directly into the water. Sploosh, sploosh, splooshing around in the water oh my goodness. in the dark at 2 a.m. I and mean, it was like the parkour incident where he's just just heedless and just does something crazy. I'm like, is he just going to keep walking? He's and... going to be in like Cuba. It's crazy. <laughs> and I didn't have any shoes on because usually he just makes his loop around and I comes know. back. So then you got to work on the walk on the sharp, sharp rocks. And you don't want to just delay the coming down by putting shoes on. Usually, there's all sorts of reasons. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. also, I mean, in, like, Ugh. almost never need to walk on the rocks to get him. This is it's never been happened before. No, <laughs> he's just like the water. Look at that sploosh. <laughs> I'm going for a swim two in the morning. No, I'm going under. Oh my God! I'm so glad he didn't. He did not walk in till he would have to actually swim. Such a strange man. Yeah. So he's that's St. Patrick. His, his little weird thing. Yeah. He's still with us, but I, I fear his time with us is growing shorter. <sighs> yeah. He's yeah. yeah. Every wag is is a gift. So other than that, uh, on Friday we took, I took CB back to the vet. Because when he had gone in for his urinary tract infection, they had done an ultrasound of his bladder, um, basically because they stick a needle in there to pull a urine sample out so it's sterile. So you have to ultrasound so they can find it. And they had seen something in there that, like, it could just be inflammation from the UTI. It could be a tumor. Uh, Let's treat the urinary tract infection and then do a follow-up ultrasound and see what it is. So we did that. And then last Friday was the follow-up visit. Uh, so the good news, no tumor. That That's thing is gone. very good news. I was very worried because it sounds like terrible. They can't take it out. If like it's, I don't, and I don't know the name of this tumor. It's not one we've had to deal with, but they can't take it out because if they, if they go in there and they cut it, it just basically grows back in a whole bunch of other Ugh. places. Sounds like a mushroom. Sounds terrible. Uh, and the progress of it is that it grows into the bladder and then down the urethra. So then basically they can't pee. Oh. And it's terrible. It just... I was like, it oh. sounds like it will just be such a terrible end yeah. for a dog who has that, uh, where they like really have to pee and then they can't go and how awful that would be. So thank God it is not that. Yeah, that's powerful good news right there. For sure. Uh, but they re-ran a urine sample. Um, they didn't poke his bladder. They just had him pee and then they caught it. And he still has a urinary tract infection because it turns out different kinds of bacteria can cause that. He had a backup, a second infection. He had two kinds of bacteria infecting him. So the first antibiotics only treated one kind and that kind's gone, but the other kind is there, which needs a whole other kind of antibiotics, which he's on now. Poor boy. And he's also on some cranberry supplements, which anyone who has had a UTI knows that cranberries help. And... So he's going to do those for, I think he has 10 days of those antibiotics. And then we go back and check again, and hopefully it will be gone. But I think you gave him his first dose of antibiotics, and he threw them up. That's right. So it was because, as I said last time, if you have a urinary tract infection, you feel really bad, and usually that first dose of antibiotics makes you feel better. So our poor guy did a whole, you know, it was 10 days. And, I mean, he definitely was way better after, you know, before. But... You know, when she came back before they had the urinalysis results on Friday, but after she had done the ultrasound, she's like, there's still some inflammation 
in his bladder. And I was like, well, that's weird. Is that like leftover? Yeah. And so it turns out it's because he still has an infection. So he still is not feeling great. So we get in the car and I'm like, you know what? Like usually that feeling better from the antibiotics in my personal experience, having done this, you feel better kind of in an hour. It's an hour yeah. drive to get home. Let me just give it to him now. They're chewables too. I mean, it's, yes. it's, it's attractive. Yeah. And you know, that's an, one less hour that he has to feel bad. And uh, so I did. And then we got home and he puked them up because antibiotics are pretty hard on the stomach. You're supposed to take them with food. And I was just sort of thinking it would be fine. But uh, anyway. He would like food. He's been fine since then. He would like some food. Sorry, I did that to your poor tum, CB. So anyway, he's on some more antibiotics. He seems seems like he's feeling normal again. So yeah. Uh, probably the end of next week, we'll go back in and get him checked one more time. We're supposed to hose him down after he swims now. Yes, the the she said he's probably getting this from his swimming, which he has started doing much more recently. So uh, we have to wash his bits off after each swim. Just rinse. We don't have to soap. Just rinse with water. So it's a good thing we've got a uh, shower right down there. Yeah, we can use a hose too. His guac misbehaving. Your well, dad's like grabbing onto guac's bang, neck. Banging the underside of the table with oh, his head. Guac. Because he's so tall. Speaking of guac. And it's a glass table in his defense. (laughs) That's true. Uh, So on Friday, before we caused the electrical problem in the RV, we... uh, Guilty. We took my... So it was my Jeep that we tow up here. So we figured, well, we'll go put gas in it because the tank was almost empty. May as well fill it up. And I said, hey, if we're out getting gas for the car, like, let's go buy Sonic and get ice cream. Yeah. I freaking love a Butterfinger Blast from Sonic, Butterfinger Blizzard from Dairy Queen. They have good stuff. Butterfinger and ice cream makes me happy. Uh, delish. Yeah. So we go to the drive-thru at Sonic, and I order myself a Butterfinger Blast. I think you had a vanilla shake. And then we brought Guacoman with us because he loves riding in the car. He's the best car rider. Yeah. So I ordered a small vanilla cone for Guacoman. I've shared a vanilla cone from McDonald's with him before, and he's really good about eating it. Uh, yeah, he's not too chompy. No, he doesn't just do one bite and it's gone. So we we order, and then we pull up to the window, and there's usually a little bit of a wait because they have to make all your stuff. So I had his window down, and he sticks his head out, and uh, the person who's working at the drive-thru is like, oh, my God, look at your dog. And I was like, his name is Guacoman. <laughs> guacamole. And I'm like, this is guacamole, which, like, you can instantly charm anyone by saying that your dog's name is guacamole. So I go, this Everybody is... loves guacamole. Yep, and it's fun to say. So I was like, that's guacamole. And she's like, guacamole, hi. <laughs> and she's like petting him. And he's like crawling out the window. He's got like both of his front legs like hanging out the window. Yeah. And uh, so she's just going nuts. She's like, you guys, come look at this dog. <laughs> so totally loving on guac as we're waiting for our ice cream. So she gets the cone first. And she brings a cone to the window. And I was like, yeah, that's for him. So she hands it to him. (laughs) She doesn't even bother giving it to me. She just holds it out to Guac so he can eat it out of her hand. And he does a great job. Which he does. He's taking like chomp, chomp, chompy bites of it, eating the ice cream. Like drive-thru person just standing there with the ice cream cone, holding it for him. And he's eating the ice cream cone. She's very pleased. He's very Uh, pleased. She was so excited. And then he kind of gets down like through the ice cream part. And she's like, let me take the paper off the cone. Takes the paper off. And then he's like, crunching the the cone. Very good. 
it was great. Like she got so much joy from feeding Guac an ice cream cone, just like leaning out the drive-through window, and he's leaning out the car window, eating her ice cream cone. Because he had a lot of joy eating it. He was so happy, and she was so happy. So it was very. I wish I could have got a picture of it, uh, but while he was well behaved, it did go pretty fast. It was a fast developing situation. Yep. So uh, we'll have to bring him back. He is a very good eater from from your hand. He's very gentle Mm -hmm. and careful. Given how chaotic he is, it's surprising, like, what a good, calm eater and taker of snacks he is. And it's quite a contrast to, like, CBGB, who's a really nice boy, but he'll chomp. He can be a real chomp. He'll lose a finger. Uh, let's see. Vink today, uh, did her science, which I think I mentioned on the last podcast. Um, it's not brain science. No, no leg science. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think we talked about this on the last podcast that the place that did her total hip replacement, uh, was doing a study to kind of see the long-term effects, prognosis outcomes of dogs who have had total hip replacement because nobody's ever studied it. So, uh, I made an appointment, drove her up there today, and uh, the vets here in Maryland, Florida, you can go in with your dog now to vet visits, but up here in Maryland, you still have to drop them off, and they just bring them inside. You wait in your car. So I waited for her, but they took her in, and she like they have a little mat that measures like what percentage of your body weight you put on each foot as you walk. So if you're good. yeah, if you're limping, if you're not putting all your weight on one foot, it can tell. Um, so they put her on that and they checked her like muscle mass. I think like the diameter or the circumference of her thighs and range of motion. So like, how can you stretch your legs? You're right there, dear dad. Yeah. Did they measure how much she's been shaved and on her belly? <laughs> she's fine. <laughs> uh, That's because of her rash. It was medical, med- medicinal. They, they don't seem to care about her floof. She looks weird. I think she looks fine. Anyway... Her legs are working fine. Uh, so she puts the same amount of weight on both of her back legs, same range of motion, same muscle mass. So it's it's perfect. The one with like the titanium hip is working real well. Yep. Working exactly the same as the one with the bone, natural hip. Bone hip. Yep. So good job, Vink. F- finally, some good news. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised. She doesn't ever limp on that back back leg never seems like she's got any trouble with the back ones her her elbows are still kind of sore but she has arthritis in that from the elbow dysplasia um but her back legs always have seemed fine so it's good to know that they are yeah no it's good worked that great. worked finally yeah yeah uh we haven't talked about hops i mean hops it's very stiff good job yeah she her arthritis is definitely getting worse uh she's a perfect angel in the car though she just gets up on that bench and uh pants she doesn't even pant all that much like she's much calmer in the rv than she is like in the car she will lay down and go to sleep in the rv which she doesn't usually in the jeep yeah no she's she's great she just stays up there the whole time she's out of the way she's not demanding she's really calm the other dogs kind of crawl around her she puts up with it yeah she doesn't try to crawl into the passenger seat yeah like vink vink is real nervous when we start she's she's always a little nervous in the rv but when we start, she's kind of, one of us has to sit back and calm it's her down. It's weird because she was always real calm in the Jeep, right? Yeah. But in, in the RV, somehow she's she's it might, might make a noise, a sound that she doesn't like. Some yeah, frequency. Who knows? Hmm. Anyway, Hops, you're doing great. And uh, we're, yes. she will be going back to the vet soon to see if there's any more we can do for her arthritis. But other than that, she's doing good. 
Titanium it seems to be the answer. Titanium elbows? <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. Bionic. I think bionic is the way to go. Well, I'll, I'll look into it. As yeah, I you won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got a German word of the week for us? Uh, Furchteinflößend. Or Furchterregend is like a good Halloween word. Furchteinflößend is literally like fear infusing. <laughs> it just means, you know, scary ghostly yeah what's the other one furchterregend which is just fear hmm, provoking i'd say oh, yeah slightly slightly different but you kind of use them interchangeably nice furchterregend <laughs> it is this is our halloween episode last halloween i had like the spooky ghost of boyfriend story yeah with, like, that was good background and, music uh, yeah i don't have any good spooky stories for this year no we should have told the the St. Patrick walking into the water is a spooky ghost story. <laughs> he just kept walking. The water lapped at his ankles, but he kept walking. <laughs> it was pitch black. Well, maybe I'll I'll come up with a good one and record it before we drive back. We could drop a no rules bonus pod Whoa. tomorrow if I can come up with yeah, a good we'll story. Be, we'll, we will be driving through Halloween is the downside, I guess. It's, yeah, we were going to stay. Plan. We were going to stay and drive back on Sunday, but it's fucking cold here. <laughs> And frankly, getting in at three in the clock, three o'clock in the morning on Monday morning is worse than Sunday morning. Yeah, that's right. So we're going so- Saturday, and it's like, it's not like we can do anything for Halloween anyway, really. Kids never come to your house anyway because you don't have a sidewalk. It's it sucks. Like I give the best candy. You really do. You you would give like whole Hershey bar yes. panels. Yes, Full I give big size stuff. Everything, yeah. And we usually get like maybe six trick or treaters. Yeah, and they're like people whose parents know you or something. Yes, no, like, that's right. They're like, we'll, we'll take the big step of crossing the street to Jen's house. <laughs> yeah, that's a guac. Guac. Uh, okay, I think we have two taste of the keys stories <laughs> to, on a theme this week. Yeah, yeah. You got them pulled up there? I think I saw you pulling one no, up. I have one pulled up. We should do the we should do the seven mile bridge one. All right. Well, you want to start with the the current one? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Guac is being such a miscreant. He is weird. So it's the headline's pretty harmless. Man arrested after fleeing from deputies. Now, how I can't read. Mm-hmm. Keep your face close to the mic. Yep. <laughs> So a 43-year-old Big Pine Key man was arrested early Tuesday morning after fleeing from deputies. Ho-hum. Yeah. Deputy Brandon White responded to a suspicious person call at approximately 4.23 a.m. on Barry Lane in Little Torch Key. You should be going to sleep at 4.23 a.m. Nothing good happens at 4.23 a.m. No. There he found Mr. Springer behind the wheel of a Lincoln Town car. The Lincoln was blocking traffic, which may have led to the suspicious person call. There's no traffic on Little Torch Key at four in the morning. No, he's blocking someone's driveway or something. Or he's in some Parked in the middle of the road. In someone's garage. Yeah. Springer is known to deputies from previous law enforcement encounters. That's this is not a good. Small community here, and they're like, What's up, Springer? Deputy White informed Springer that he knows he's not supposed to be driving as his license was suspended. <laughs> Which, you know, this is all very Mayberry, you know? Yeah. 
Springer then sped away and turned southbound on US 1. My dude, they know who you are. Springer, it's, you only have 44 miles of road left from Big Pine or wherever he was. Not even. It's like mile marker 29 on Little Torch Key. Just, and you're going towards Key West. It's going to end. What's your plan, as usual? Deputy White followed, but then stopped the pursuit for public safety reasons. <laughs> and because how pointless is this, really? Come and on. I mean, he's just going to end up in Key West. Yeah. You know where he's going. So then he's on the, the road. He's on the one road. Yeah. Springer was seen near mile marker 15. Right by our house. Yeah. And he again refused to stop. I mean, I'm sure that the, they knew exactly where he was going to be and yeah. going. Spikes were successfully deployed shortly thereafter. I love spike strips. This is your jam. I always love when they use the spike strips. Yes. So they say successfully deployed, but Springer continued driving into Key West on rims. I just want to point out that the spike strips are successful when they deflate your tires. Which See, I consider them, they're supposed to stop you. And if it's if he's just driving away, then they weren't actually successful. No, they were, that's, they're just deflation They tools. were dramatic, but not successful. They were successful at deflating his tires. Anyway, so he's driving on, he may or may not have noticed. He's on rims driving into Key West. I mean, he's like 10 miles from Key West when he's spiked here. Yeah, he, he's on rims for a while. Yeah. So he, he continued driving into Key West on rims before finally stopping at the Circle K on North Roosevelt Boulevard. <laughs> he had to go to the Circle K. Get he some drove smokes. 10 miles on rims. <laughs> and of course, his license was suspended and he was taken into custody without incident with help from the Key West police officers. Was he, did it say he was drunk? Uh, he was charged with DUI, yes. Okay. Um, and resisting and eluding and driving over spikes to damage. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they load up the charges, but he shouldn't have been driving in the first place. And if the dude's like, hey, Springer, I know your license is suspended. Maybe there's a chance to be like, all right, I'm going to get out of the car. Yeah. I was just, you know, looking for something I can't, dropped or you something. You can't make it better. He may have been trying to give you an out. And the thing not to do is to just floor it and, <laughs> and head southbound on US-1. Well, I mean, I know you got to go to that Circle K, but still, it's crazy. Well, I have another story from last week in the same theme. Huh. This features our pal Deputy Hradecki. Deputy Hradecki, the hardest working deputy in Monroe County. He's, uh, he's in Marathon by the Bridge, so he gets all the really dramatic ones. Yeah. His first name's Corbin. Deputy oh. Corbin Hradecki. Cool. H-R-A-D-E-C-K-Y. Shout out to Hradecki. He writes good report. He, he does write good reports. Okay, so Deputy Hradecki got behind a black northbound Jeep on the Seven Mile Bridge. So that's heading out of Key West towards Miami. Yep. Seven Mile Bridge is at Marathon, so it's between mile markers like 40 and 50. And it's seven miles long. It's seven miles long. Uh, so the Jeep is northbound on the bridge at approximately 5.20 p.m. after receiving a bolo. What's that stand for? Be on the lookout. Yes, a be on the lookout for a reckless vehicle. Hradecki saw that the driver's side rear tire was gone and the Jeep <laughs> was being driven on the rim, which was disintegrating and throwing vehicle debris onto US-1. I bet it was. The Jeep was also pulling a large black box behind it. <laughs> it's a mystery. The box does not make any further appearances in this story. <laughs> we it's, don't know what it was. It's a ghost box. <laughs> 
Okay, so she's heading north across the bridge. Dragging something On a rim, her. dragging something behind her, pieces of her car falling off. Deputy Hiroki attempted a traffic stop, but the jeep continued northbound, sometimes swerving into oncoming oh, traffic. This, this bridge has two lanes: one north, one south. Small it's, shoulder. It's fifty-five miles an hour, and people go as fast, a little bit faster. Because it's the one place you can't get stopped by a cop. There's no cops over. on the bridge. You can't pull you over. It's the ocean. I mean, normally, like in all of the keys, you can, and people will, and you can go five miles over the speed limit. Yeah. It's it's very rare for people to go 10 miles over the speed limit. Yeah. There's cops everywhere who... And, and there's traffic. It's just not going to happen. And, you know, yeah. and it's just sort of the culture of the keys. Like, this isn't a place where we're all speeding around. You kind of go, you know, about the speed limit or a little bit over and that's it. But, yeah, the seven-mile bridge, you know, there's no cops to stop you there. And so it's, you know, 65, and, 70s. And you kind of want to get off it because you're like 50 feet off the ocean and in the air and it's a bit spooky it's just a two-lane road with nothing in between the two lanes and the there's a shoulder on each side but it's not a breakdown lane it's not you couldn't pull into it and be out of the way of traffic half your car would fit on the shoulder it's like a little half lane so it's a very narrow bridge and I, i always feel like the when i'm off of it I, you know, knock wood or something. It's like a, it's, For it's sure. a scary prospect, seven miles. And it's almost, there's a hump in the middle for to like let tall boats through but otherwise it's a passing zone and people absolutely pass on that bridge which is terrifying oh. because if you've got somebody coming towards you in your lane because they're passing there's nowhere for you to go there's no shoulder you can't pull under a shoulder you can't drive into the mangroves and there's nothing there's just a barrier and then the ocean so you got this jeep who's swerving around on three tires oh my god yes swerving into oncoming traffic multiple vehicles had to take evasive action to avoid collisions so they're scraping up against that jersey barrier that saves them from the ocean trying to get out of our way deputy hradecki used his in-car loud public address system to order the driver of the jeep to stop pull over pull over (laughs) The Jeep continued northbound until it exited the bridge, whereupon it stopped near the Welcome to Marathon sign. <laughs> it's a little lighthouse. Welcome to Marathon. If you'd like to see a picture of this, you can go to Jen Runs with Dogs. There's a picture of me running next to it because it says Marathon. You have a medal that's just like I it. run marathons. Yeah. Um, Deputy Hrdecki noticed the Jeep was traveling with only the remains of the rear rim and appeared to be traveling with its brake rotor making contact with the pavement. Oh, this, imagine the sound of that. The, oh, and the, the smell. metal scraping and the metal burning sound. The smell. Oh. Yep. Okay, so now we're in Marathon just over the bridge. Yeah. Deputy Hrdecki identified the driver as the, whatever this person who smelled of alcohol she stated her boyfriend had been in the jeep but they had an argument in which she he struck her and he exited the jeep now she was on the bridge right she stated she did not know she was missing a tire that has all sorts of problems she added that she added she failed to stop because she didn't want to stop on the bridge then a man identified as her boyfriend walked up to the scene from Knights Key Boulevard. Now let's give some geography here. All right, so the Seven Mile Bridge comes into Marathon. Marathon's the north end of the Seven Mile Bridge. It comes onto that island, yeah. Yeah, so she has 
Come northbound on the Seven Mile Bridge. He's in Marathon. Knights Key Boulevard is the very first street you encounter when you come into Marathon. So if you get over the Seven Mile Bridge, you go like a quarter of a mile, and then you can turn right onto Knights Key. The boyfriend comes walking up from that street. Now He did not walk across the Seven Mile Bridge. No, it would take a long time to do that. So she's like, we had a fight. He hit me. He got out of the Jeep, and then I drove, and... So she on that broken. She drove from the south end of the bridge to the north end of the bridge. Here comes the boyfriend from the north end of the bridge. So Jared and I had quite a conversation about this, and what we concluded, because it's not explained in here, is that we think they likely had a fight somewhere on the south end of the bridge. Before the bridge, probably. Before they got to the bridge, yeah, one of the keys before you get to the bridge, and he gets out of the car, and there's nothing there. I mean, there's a bunch of there's like Bahia Honda State Park. There's like an RV park. And there's a bunch of empty keys with there's nothing. There's no gas stations. There's no stores. There's nothing. There's nothing. No, there's miles of nothing. And so we're guessing if he gets out of the Jeep and has a fight that someone basically offers to drive him across the bridge to Marathon. Yeah. Picks him up. Uh, and then somehow gets past this crazy lady. <laughs> and and when he sees her, is like, oh, crap. Like, that's my Jeep and my girlfriend. You better just let me out. And the natural place you would let someone out, it would be this Knights Key Boulevard, just the first place that you can kind of pull off of Route 1 once you get over the bridge. However it happened, it could have been aliens, but the boyfriend shows up. Yes, on the north side of the bridge, even though he allegedly got out of the car before. Right by Deputy Hardecki. Yeah, otherwise he got out of the Jeep and Marathon. She drove all the way across the bridge and then turned around and started driving back, which seems <laughs> less likely than the story we came up yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got the lady stopped just over the bridge into Marathon. She didn't know her tire was missing. She didn't want to stop on the bridge. She smells of alcohol. She smells like alcohol. The boyfriend walks up. And he said, yeah, we had an argument, but she hit me in the face and then just left me. <laughs> I told her that the Jeep had a flat tire. And Deputy Hradecki noticed a cut on the man's lip consistent with him being struck. So it sounds like she got mad, punched the boyfriend in the face. Jumped in the Jeep. Jumped in the Jeep. And he's like, wait, it's, it's got not a flat wheel. tire. You're dragging an amplifier. And she's like, and fuck you, bitches. That black box. <laughs> And then the woman later changed her story and said that she had struck her boyfriend. So, And then what did she say randomly also? She admitted that she was intoxicated and she would have continued driving if she had not been stopped. <laughs> Why would you have that discussion? I, okay, <laughs> I hit him in the face, uh, but it's because I'm drunk uh, and I would have kept driving if you hadn't stopped me. Yeah, tire is not bad. It does not really miss me. I, I didn't really driving. know it. It's Keep driving. What's wrong with the tires? Fine. I thought it was fireworks. I thought it was fireworks. She was taken to jail. She, you know, you, like, yeah. The, the excuse of I didn't notice that my tire was missing. <laughs> the brake rotor was touching the ground. Just shows, is another reason why you shouldn't be driving maybe ever again. Oh, my God. So loud. It must have been so loud. Oh, yeah. It was so bad. All right, everybody, listen. <laughs> Don't drive on your rims. No. Not not on one and not on four. Yeah. If 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 you get spiked, what's your next move? Yeah. I mean, although there was that guy who got away in the keys in in Key Largo, driving north. Yeah, but he jumped out of his car. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, that's your best bet at that point. He's still in the mangroves, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) He's still hiding in the bushes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Well, there you go. You have anything else you want to add? Life's rich tapestry. I gotta say, it's nice to have fall a little bit. Fuck fall. No, a little dose of fall is not bad. I don't like it. But I'm looking forward to going back to Florida. I I got no interest in seasons other than hurricane and not hurricane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you're getting that. I was I was talking to a friend of the squad, Ralph Carruthers, on, and I think he I think it was him, and he asked me if I missed the seasons, and I'm like, no, man. Here's how I experienced the seasons. This is not happy, happy talk. Summer, beginning of summer, I'm super happy. End of summer, I start getting these feelings of dread knowing that summer will soon be over. And then in fall, I I have a lot of dread because I know winter is coming and I'm trying to appreciate every day that's remotely comfortable temperature-wise. And then winter, I'm sad and uncomfortable and angry. And then in spring, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm at least hopeful that soon it will be summer. And so basically my entire year is spent waiting for summer. Living in the Keys, I'm happy the entire year. It is always summer. It is amazing how much better my life is being in the Keys. Because I'm with you. Always summer. You're with me here, which is lovely, but I still am angry at the cold in the winter, even with you here to keep me warm. There's sometimes some splash over anger. I'm like, God damn it, Ingo, it's so fucking cold. Why don't you do something about this? i got to have some talk with the weather. <laughs> Jen's happy, then I'm happy. Uh, well, you're great, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't like the seasons don't do anything for me. Hmm. I don't like it. It wasn't until very recently. I was in my 30s when I realized there are people who actually like the cold. I thought the people who said they liked the cold were either saying they liked the cold when they really meant like, I like skiing or I like ice skating outside. And they didn't actually like the cold, but they liked activities that required it to be cold. Hmm. Or I thought they were lying. And then I realized after a conversation with someone like, my goodness, St. Patrick. I mean, that's what I think about winter too. It's very indelicate what you're doing there. Uh, Yeah, I had a conversation and I was like, oh, you really actually like the cold. You're not you're not lying. You like Some, I don't understand. A lot of people do lie about it. It's like saying I'm fine. I mean they say yeah. I like the cold and what they really mean is I'm stoic and I'm enduring the cold because that's what one does. Yes, yeah, I thought it was all that, but there are people out there who really like it. I don't know. It hurt kinda hurts. It hurts. It hurts me. Yeah. I don't like it at all. And and there's a lot of effort you go in into to like avoid the cold and put layers on and warm things and yeah burn stuff and yeah yeah electrify things Zviebel look <laughs> look yeah Who knows? yeah layering yeah anyway uh i mean all the power to you guys who like the cold but uh no not not at all interested in this autumnal magic i am looking forward to getting back to our palm trees in 90 degrees there we go well that's it for this episode. I hope you all have a good spooky Halloween this weekend. Yeah, and I hope you get lots of candy. Yeah. Even you... if it's down a long tube because of social distancing, the Halloween candy tube is I, a good idea. I think it's awesome, and mm-hmm. it should be permanently adopted. It's cool to get your candy out of a chute. 
Yep. Yeah. Someone was talking about maybe doing something with wires and stuff, but the shoot is the best solution. I think it's cool. Like use gravity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So have a good one. And until next time, unless you're a vampire, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. <laughs> <laughs>